Thank you for downloading Hebron, Oklahoma's podcast. You can find out more about us on our website at hebronok.org. Now, here is our latest episode from the sermon series based on the Acts of the Apostles. Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him going to heaven. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. time he has uh, given me to stand before you all. As, as, as you all know, we have been studying from the book of Acts, and I will uh, continue in that topic. The last time, uh, it was two Sundays ago, uh, Minu spoke about, he started about, uh, started from uh, book, the book of Acts chapter 2. I'm going to read a few verses from there. I'm going to continue in Acts chapter 2. I'm going to read a few verses from there. Acts Chapter 2, uh, 1 through 4, and then I will read again from 14 through 18, if you'll bear with me. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues, like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And then verse 14, But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice, and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is what that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, And your old men shall dream dreams, and on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Praise God. We uh, we are very familiar with this uh, passage as Pentecostals, and we often quote it. Um, So I want to speak a little bit more about it. I'm not going to be able to cover everything about uh, this uh, today. But I just want to continue what Minu started off last time when he talked about the day of Pentecost and the importance of the anointing uh, that uh, we so uh, greatly need uh, today as Christians. Um, I will also read um, Joel chapter 2, verse uh, 23 first, and then I'm going to read a couple of verses there later, uh, 223. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, 
and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately. And he will cause down to come down to you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. And the floor shall be full of wheat, and the vats shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten, the canker worm, and the caterpillar, and the plant palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. So God is speaking uh, to his people from uh, a prophet. His name is Joel. And he's, uh, he probably didn't know the importance of that prophecy at the time he said it. But it is actually, uh, other than of course the crucifixion and the resurrection of Christ and the, uh, and the ascension of Christ, one of the most important things that has happened in human history with, uh, with regards to God and man. And many times, since we hear it so often, or it's just kind of, you know, in the back of our minds, we forget about what actually happened there, and, um, and, and what kind of ensued from that point on uh, for our relationship with God. So I'm going to come back to the first part of what I read in a minute, but uh, I want to talk about what Peter uh, stood up and explained, and uh, which itself is an incredible uh, uh, incredible testimony because Peter, who was a mere fisherman for who only a few days before this, maybe a couple of months before this, had gone back to fishing and left you know the path that God had set him on right in John chapter one twenty one you see where uh, they kind of forgot about all the things that Jesus had talked taught them, and they went back fishing right but now, when this event happened, he was empowered with such great power that he was able to stand up and give this great sermon. At the end of it, 3,000 people were saved, right? And he immediately knew what just happened. And he, uh, people were accusing them or making fun of them and saying that, what, these people are drunk. He's like, hold on, hold on, hold on, everybody. That we are not drunk. It's just 9 a.m., okay? Even if we're, we're, there are drunk people, they, even drunk people don't get drunk at 9 a.m., right? And so, uh, so, uh, so he is saying this is not that, uh, but this is exactly what was spoken of by Prophet Joel about what, eight, nine hundred years ago. They actually don't know exactly when Prophet Joel wrote this, but uh, a lot of people say that he wrote it in ninth or eighth century BC. So if this this probably happened nine hundred years after Prophet Joel uh, wrote this prophecy, right? And he, uh, Peter is saying. He, I mean, yes, he was probably well versed with the scripture, but at that moment, I mean, you know, we all know scripture, right? But how often we know when God brings to our memory the exact scripture we need uh, to encourage somebody, right? And that's exactly what happened. When the Spirit of God came upon him and overflowed uh, from his being, he immediately knew what exactly had just happened, right? Jesus wasn't there to explain it to him as he needed many times, right? But the Spirit of God spoke through him the immediate word of the event that just happened. You all with me? Are you all excited? All right. Okay. But this is what I'm talking about, right? Peter was excited. He was excited because this prophecy had fulfilled through uh, these uh, fishermen and ordinary people after 800 years, and uh, even though this is acting active and living in our lives today, we lose that shine, right? We lose that excitement about what the power that lives in us, uh, right, every day of our lives. You all with me? Yeah. 
Amen. Amen. So, so he is saying that God just poured out his spirit upon all flesh, right? And he, so what just happened was that, uh, uh, was a fulfillment of this prophecy. But if you go back to that verse I read in uh, Joel, and I'm giving very simple explanations today, okay, of things we know, right? Joel said what? He said, I, in the former days, I gave you rain, the former rain, moderately, right? But in the latter days, uh, right, I will give you the latter rain, and the former and the latter rain you'll get at the same time. That, so what that's speaking to is, in times past, the Holy Spirit came upon people as they needed it, Right? Uh, the, the prophets in the Old Testament, uh, they, they, when the God had sent them on a mission, the Holy Spirit came upon them, they prophesied, they did miracles, they did many things. But God is saying that there will be a time that comes, the latter rain will come upon, and the former rain, so all the things that they did in the Old Testament, about, and uh, the new thing that I'm going to do, was going to come at the same time. And, uh, and many times, I, you know, I don't disagree you know, in some ways, but a lot of people are waiting for this latter rain experience, right? Yes, I mean, there, might, there could be a revival that sweeps over countries and nations, but I have to remind you, though, Peter said this 2,000 years ago, this prophecy has been fulfilled. We don't have to wait for a latter rain experience. It is available to us today. You all with me? You all believe that? I mean, because that's what Peter said. He wasn't lying. The prophecy of Joel was fulfilled 2,000 years ago. Okay? That's what happened in the upper room that day. The, the God, what God had promised that the latter rain came upon them, right? And this, uh, it was a verse that I ignored before, but that verse 24 in chapter 2 of Joel. And the floors shall be full of wheat, and the vats shall overflow. Everybody say overflow. Overflow. Right? There's no limit. What, so when does something overflow? When, it's, when, when it is full, right? And there's no more room enough to contain. You all with me? Um, I know we use that phrase sometimes when we give tithe, right? When God promises what? That he'll give you back, shake, uh, sh- uh, press down, shaken together, well, and no room enough to contain, right? Yeah, sure, that's all great, but even, this is even better, Right? God is saying that we will be filled with the Spirit, that there will be no room enough to contain in our mortal bodies, that it will overflow from us this power of God that can be used for the benefit and edification of other people, right? That for the expansion of His kingdom. That's what it's saying. It will overflow with wine and oil. That represents the oil of the Holy Spirit, the wine and the blessings and the fruit that come from the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, right? So that's what this prophecy just was just fulfilled in the upper room. And Peter immediately knew what what had just happened, okay? So the one difference, though, is... um, Can you go to the next slide? Um, so, one difference, though, is that something changed there. One aspect of the prophecy that was fulfilled was a key verse in that prophecy in Joel chapter 2, verse 28. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. He didn't say some flesh. He said who? All flesh. Do you know how many people were sitting in the upper room that day? 
120, right? And so 120 people were sitting in one accord in one place. And as they were praying, they didn't do any special acts of magic, okay? They just came together to pray, right? And they were waiting as God told them to wait. And they didn't have to do any, jump through any hoops. They didn't have to, you know, force themselves or clap really hard, okay? They just waited on God. Okay, I want, want to make sure that message gets through to you. They just waited on God. Okay? And that's all sometimes we need to do. Okay? We have to wait on God sometimes. And, but when they waited on God, they were together. There was a sound, because if we do our part, right? God is faithful to do His part, right? They didn't have to force the hand of God for this prophecy to be fulfilled. You all with me? You believe it? Yeah, okay. All right. So, so when, when they waited on God for this prophecy to be fulfilled, God came it's with such power and force. This 800-year-old prophecy came uh, together and was fulfilled with such power and force that it was like the sound of a mighty rushing wind. And it was as if, what? As fire, tongues of fire. It appeared to them as if tongues of fire was sitting on top of them, Right? And it was such a great experience that uh, all the people around the whole city, right? Just like what are we talking about today? This whole, this little virus, right? We can't even see with our eyes. Everybody's talking about it, right? So same way, this, this miraculous event happened. The whole city came to this one little house, right? And asking what's going on? Because it was such a powerful event that happened, Right? And it was ordinary people that this prophecy was fulfilled. But the key word, word I was talking about was all flesh. Everybody in that place, not just the apostles, all the people that were there in one accord of the 120 people were filled not with the Holy Spirit. Right? And they spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Okay? So um, remember the word I said, overflow. Right? So, because I've wondered in my life, why, why do we speak in tongues? Right? Why do these things happen? So, there's this passage that Jesus had spoken of before when he was saying, right? You know, out of the fullness of your heart, your mouth speaks. Right? Yes? You all with me? Um, so, if your heart is filled with evil things, it, your mouth speaks evil things. Right? But when the Spirit of God overflows from your being, Right? We speak heavenly languages. You all getting? So when the, over, the Spirit of God overflows from us, right? The gifts of God proceed from us. Right? But, there's, but we can't ignore one part or the other. It's, it's for everybody. Right? Because sometimes we... Um, uh, sometimes we, you know... Uh, we, uh, we either act this way or people uh, feel this way. Like there's this exclusive club, uh, you know, for people who practice the gifts of the Spirit. It's not. Okay? There's God, is, God the Father is faithful to give His Spirit to anybody who asks and waits for Him. Okay? So neither are you inferior because you don't have it yet. Or neither are you superior because you do have it. You all with me? 
we have to deal with this issue, okay? I mean, we're going to talk more about the gifts of the Spirit, but we have to understand this, okay? Um, it took me a long time to exercise the gifts of the Spirit, um, and there were times when I felt inferior, okay? I felt like maybe I'm not as spiritual. Um, part of it comes from how we act in, our, you know, in, in ourselves, right? We, we try to tell people, okay, just, just do it. Just sit down, clap your hands fast, or just repeat. No, it's not. You cannot force the hand of God, okay? Stop making people feel inferior uh, for, uh, because they're waiting on God. But it also requires faith and tearing on your part if you're waiting on God for the gifts of the Spirit, right? Because you don't have it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So don't grow bitter in your heart, but wait with patience and faith. And God is faithful to fill us with the Spirit. Okay? Just forget about the theology of all of this. Okay? I'm not getting into the theology. But the gifts of the Spirit are living and active today. Right? And He is glad and willing and pleased to fill all flesh. Okay? Everybody. Right? I'm not talking to just Malayali Pentecostals. Everybody. Right? Black, white, yellow, everybody. He wants everybody to be filled and overflow with the wine and the oil, with the power of the Holy Spirit. You all with me? And the reason is because he wants us to be witnesses to his glorious name to the all nations. And we can't do that without the power of God working through us. So it's not because somebody is better than somebody else. No, we're all the same. Brought by the blood of Christ, and He wants to fill all of us with the power of the Holy Spirit. But we have to believe in this, that He is a good God, right? As we sing, He is a good, good Father, right? That He is our Father, and He will fill us. Everybody who asks and waits, right? Everybody. Nobody's better than somebody else. We have to remember that, okay? And we also need to stop forcing people to do things that in our time, right? Because we're trying to put our will upon other people, right? Yes, we should pray with people, right? We should encourage people, right? I, I, I'm just sorry to say this, but I feel sometimes, you know, we, have, we hear things where, you know, preachers say, repeat these words after me. We're like trying to make something happen. This is total falsehood, okay? If you've done that, just repent. That is not from the Spirit of God, okay? It comes from God, not from another man, right? It's fine for somebody to pray for you to give, receive the gifts, but don't fall for these intimidations, okay? But, but just know this, that God loves you, and He's willing to fill all flesh. All flesh. Just say it after me. All flesh. Everybody, right? Everybody. Nobody is better than somebody else. And He wants, He loves us so much that imagine this, what just happened in that time, right? What just happened? I'm way over my time. The worship team can come forward. Uh, uh, Imagine what happened. The power of God, God who rules from heaven, who rules the earth, was willing to fill us mortal human beings with this power. And not only fill it, but overflow from us. Right? And let us believe that He loves us so much that I am not inferior to somebody else. God is going to fill me as well. Right? As, as, as long as, as much and as often as we need it. In the times of weakness, in the times of great fear, Right? When we need Him in times when we want to witness to somebody else, ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit, with the overflowing power, because we can't do it on our own. We cannot minister to somebody else. We can't go through tough times. We can't uh, wait on healing without the power of the Holy Spirit. 
right? Amen. Let us uphold each other with these things. And the last uh, slide I was showing about this, I mean, I showed this a few weeks ago. It's, it's we need the power of God to be a witness, right? Amen. Like as Pastor was saying, people are, the whole country, the whole world is gripped with this fear of this little virus, right? Yes, yes I'm not saying, you know, we can't get sick or anything like that. Yes, but we cannot be gripped by the spirit of fear, right? Okay. What? He did not give us a spirit of fear, but of a sound mind, right? Oh, right? Yeah. Y'all believe that? Yeah. So let us, let us be the light to a great nation that is gripped by fear. Let us be a light to our co-workers who might be afraid, right? And comfort people and uphold and intercede for people and that we might be the witness that God has called us to be. May his name be.